Welcome back on this episode of Nurse Incarcerated. I have the pleasure of speaking with another Florida correctional officer as he details his experience working on one of the hardest floors that encompasses people with mental and behavioral health issues along with juveniles. So I cannot wait to get into his story. So stay tuned. Officer Mod, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. No problem. All right. So, a lot of people don't know, and a little, you don't really remember either, but we did go to high school together. <laughs> yeah, you, you told me. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you don't remember me, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. I mean, you make it a hurry to a talking back in the day so that's fine yeah it's back in the day so from back in the day until now there's been a long journey what got you interested in corrections hmm. um, honestly I think at the time I was working for RailX a code uh, warehouse okay and I was looking for another job to, uh, of course, get more money, more income. But I applied for the JA apprenticeship so I can uh, do less school since I do that in the Navy. Okay. It's between that, it's between that and JSO. But so that's JSO, okay. Yeah, but JSO calling back first. And another, another reason is uh, another mutual friend. Uh, worked there before that I knew. I mean, he's 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 gone he's gone now. He moved, but that's how I got into corrections. Okay. And how many years has it been? Uh, this year will be nine. Nine years. Okay. So, were you planning on staying there long term, or were you thinking about just you know doing it for a couple years and then evolving into something else? Um, I mean, originally I just thought of that for a little bit. Um, I considered doing the crossover to police, mm-hmm. but at the time I deployed again, like as I was putting the application in. So once I came back, I was like, all right, well, I've got this many years, I'm in the pension, or crossover to police, and lose my pension. My mom just stick it out. Right. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm almost, almost halfway through. And what's your goal moving forward? Are you going to do the sergeant's test and everything? Or what's your goal going forward? Uh, uh, yes. Um, so, so far I've taken the sergeant's exam twice. And the last one I missed about a couple of points. So I know they should have another one coming up this year, I believe. And we're a little more studying. I should. <laughs> Everyone says that they should study a little bit more. What do you think? Um, do they give you feedback after you take the test to see like what areas you need to work on, or what do you feel like was your weakest point? Oh no, I don't know. Nothing. Do they? You make it. 
Good luck next time. <laughs> That's it. Oh wow. Pretty much like, hey, you got you got you got the score, so right? Yeah. Um, but I think overall, just you know, biggest issue is some questions are from areas I have not worked at, and at the time I studied a little bit, but not as much because I was studying for my unmanned drone pilot's license. Which okay, I, scheduled I did these. not know that. Okay. I did it for the same day. So I took the exam that morning, failed it for sergeant, took my drone exam at noon, passed that one. Okay, well, congratulations on that. <laughs> Definitely. And what um, you said, you may have missed some things of areas you haven't worked in. What is your primary assignment? Primarily, I'm on the sixth floor, which houses juveniles, mental health, the self-harms, a bunch of disciplinary inmates who pretty much doing stupid stuff who get uh, in trouble. I like to watch them. Gotcha. And I've, been, I've been on six for about two years. But when I first came to Gresham's, I got off my training program, I was on six sitting in the self-harm dorm and how was that experience with you being like a new officer and seeing that type of uh mental instability going on in there how was that (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to use the right word (laughs) i I got you i got you i mean yeah that was was a definitely adjustment because during my fto my training i was never up there at all i never got trained up there so to be thrown in the hole per se with a bunch of crazy people, it was, it was, it was different. Okay. Were you ever thinking of after experiencing that? Were you ever thinking about like, hey, maybe this is not for me? Maybe you know. On honestly, no. Okay. I mean, once you once you put your mind to something, you can you can do it. Right. It just had to. It just adjust. Yeah, you have to remember people with people with mental impairments, and they're not. Yeah, they're not always coherent. They're not always able to comprehend what you are saying. Mm-hmm. So it takes a different officer to really be up there and not just be master per se. Right, right. Definitely takes some patience and some understanding. What would you say is the most difficult part of your job? Hmm. I mean, so far, I think the most difficult part for me is doing these kids. Yeah, the juvenile, the juvenile. Yeah, okay. man, kids. <laughs> they do some wild stuff. They're yeah. definitely wild up there. Yeah, yeah. We got, you know, they, you know, they, I remember they're still kids, no matter what they do. They have that mentality. Now, what's the most effective method for managing their behavior? Would you say what gets them to calm down? What gets them to listen? What have you tried? Okay, well, with, when it comes to the juveniles, I said, keep in mind, like I said, they are children. So what you do is you come, you come in there, whether you're a new officer, been there a while, the first thing you do is go in there, lay down your ground, your ground rules. You gather them up and say, hey, you know me, how to operate. And some some uh, officers have them make the beds up, some officers live into what they do. It's like any children, keep your ground rules. Let them know what to expect and the consequences of what happens if you don't follow the rules. And a lot, a lot of times, if you're an officer and you work there enough, they know how you operate and they won't 
try you per se. Right. Because they don't want you taken away. They don't want like their time out, their tablets, things yeah. like that taken away. Okay. Yeah, then they they then they know you're serious. As opposed to new officers are trying. I mean, even if you're there for twelve years, first time you sit down in the pole with them, because of course you're you're in the ear in their dorm at a desk with oh, on average about twenty you know, something juveniles. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's that's most that's mostly the trouble you get from the open population juveniles, the ones who are not locked down, the ones who get to run around all day gotcha. so get that energy out that helps a lot because them being oh. cooped up in there yeah it helps but also gives more opportunities to do stupid stuff right right that is true um as far as the juveniles let's say you do have to put hands on them what is the first thing that you would do to de-escalate a situation if it gets out of hand Okay, well, I mean, before I put hands on them, I'm going to warn them. Okay. And depending on what they're doing to, to correct their behavior. Gotcha. And of course, you, if you get with hands on you don't just, you don't go there right away, just beat them down. Because once again, they're, they're still children, even though they're in our facility. They have to be treated as such. So, I mean, I say give them warnings, you can separate them. Remind them of the rules, but if you put hands on, just let them know, hey, you are you are here. Mm-hmm. You may be true now, but you're still in jail. You got to follow the rules, and just let them know, hey, I leave me. I can put hands on you still. Because <laughs> I mean, a lot, a lot of them think that, oh, I'm a, yeah. you can't touch me. Mm-hmm, I mean, a lot of them now. get surprised once you once you really oh oh. oh dang as in okay I got you (laughs) (laughs) do you see them policing each other because I think I've seen some of that um, especially for I would say the fourth floor I've seen a lot more uh, older inmates policing other inmates do the juveniles have some type of hierarchy that you've seen I mean just just like like any dorm Mm -hmm. you have somebody who's in charge per se okay in charge. yeah like i said if you're a seasoned officer or so and they know you or they want the reward then yeah they'll police each other like you say hey no more than three in an area you give them a look they look at them hey cut it out yeah. but they cool like you said they don't want anything taken away they want to be have their freedom mm-hmm. they want the phone calls they want the tablets some officers give them the tv so, Pretty much, pretty much, find tools used against them to equip their behavior. But, but yeah, they do please each other. Is there a certain ratio for officers and inmates? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 once again, it, it it depends on what floor you're on. Okay. I mean, of course, as, as a whole, we are definitely manned. So if I go to a bigger floor with bigger dorms I'll say the ratio is at least um, at least maybe one officer to maybe 35 or so inmates depending on what you're on have you ever felt unsafe oh yeah most definitely 
So, well, tell me about that. Was there a, like a riot situation where, where you, did you feel outnumbered? Um, I mean, luckily, I haven't involved in any riots. Okay. But, but as I said before, we we're definitely outnumbered. Yes, definitely outnumbered. Yeah. Because, I mean, you got you got to be on your stuff, man. Mm-hmm. So it, um, I would say probably on the. Probably on the forty store, the ones maybe maybe it's the sense it makes, the ones who had nothing to lose. Yes. Those ones you might feel unsafe because they can they can attack you and feel no way because they they got life. Right. Do you feel the tension more when they come from court, like right after they get sentenced? Yes, you 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 can feel the tension, especially if they caught a lot of years. Yeah. Like the like one like this one guy we caught. 35 years mm-hmm. and you never feel it once again that's, that's the life they got nothing to lose they're in there for a good minute or forever gotcha. so, yeah, so if they get a couple of years for attacking the officer hey so be it or you don't have the death penalty but if you're in there for your life yeah you gotta entertain yourself have you ever been in a situation where someone was coming after you directly? Um, luckily, no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I try my best to not be an asshole, per se. So, when you go to treat inmates with respect, like human beings, a lot, a lot of times they'll mind, them, mind themselves or he have that report where they made they'll let's say the police other ones from attacking you right like I said I mean I haven't like I, said, I haven't been attacked personally but I know a couple of officers who have had hits on them personally mm-hmm. now do you and feel like personally. those officers maybe provoked it in some way I mean I can't speak on every instance but I mean everybody has a bad day mm-hmm. so it could not be personal intention you just be having a bad day and they may say the wrong thing right and that triggers them yeah that's understandable do you feel like the academy prepared you for the job that you're doing now do you see the parallel what you were taught to what you're actually doing on a day-to-day basis yeah that, that, that'd be a no what, what well, is the like? I mean, I mean, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's, it's the FDLA standard, mm-hmm. so it's pretty much the same training or same program across the board. Okay. It's not until you graduate and you get with your uh, FTO where you really get to see, okay, this is real. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. This is what we do. It's pretty much a lot of learning and on-the-job training. Right. Once, once you get to that point. You know if you or not. I mean, everybody feels the cameo. Oh, yeah, I can, I can do this. <laughs> oh yeah, once you see somebody fighting or getting cut, like oh yeah, yeah, you know what? No. <laughs> yeah, because they 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 they, they, they cameo doesn't teach you for actual actual blood. <laughs> and that's how I feel actual, actual about with nursing school. Like nursing teaches like the book work, the book standard, like you know by the book but when you're actually in it and you're doing it day to day you're with patients it's totally different you know you still got that groundwork of how to do certain things like your skills 
Um, but how to handle situations is just totally different. So I definitely understand that. Oh, yeah, most well, definitely. How has your experience been working alongside medical? Um, I mean, it's, it, it, it's different. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would say it really depends on the company. Right. Because certain companies have a certain standard also how they do certain things. And I'm, of course, I've had the pleasure of working with some good and that medical staff. I, I would say over the years it's gotten a little bit better. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say in the early years that they were against each other, but they didn't. It wasn't as much cohesion. Okay. I mean, they're still, they're still headbutting now and again. What do you see as a big issue? Is it more of like time management of when you guys need to get certain things done and the medical needs to come in? What, what do you see as a, the biggest problem? Um, I, I, would, I would say when it comes to medical is to, to prioritize them. Okay. I mean, I, I know there's certain days also the medical staff will be short also, so they may not prioritize my issue as opposed to they got going on. Let's see if they got back-to-back emergencies or a guy has to go out to the hospital. It, it's just a case-by-case basis. Do you communicate that? Do you think, or are you just kind of like go with it? Mm. I mean, I, I would say I, I try to do a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. It, it it depends on who's in the office for the day for the nurse staff. Okay. I mean, some nurse staff will sit and talk to you. Some will just go about doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there are quite a few who actually want to work with you, want to understand. Right. Just like in the air, everybody's not everybody have the same standard or ethic. I definitely understand because I was told that at a time there was definitely a time where medical and JSO worked side by side. They're on the same rotation and they work like mm-hmm. said cohesively. And then oh, yeah. now, okay, so you were there during that time. You saw that everything ran smoother. Oh yeah. So that's that's a big thing. That was a big thing for me um, when I was there. I wasn't, you know, on the same rotation or anything, but I tried my best at that time to try to make things smoothly, especially if I was responsible for that floor for the couple of days and I was on the same you know rotation as the officers trying mm-hmm. to make you know it smooth as possible you know I'm well, having a good night I know y'all are under a lot of stress and stuff like even coming in mm-hmm. mandatory overtime and getting yelled at and I was like oh my god mm-hmm. we're really beating up you know on these officers you know they're trying their best but that's ridiculous how do you, you know, stay sane? You know, working up there on the mental health floor. What do you do for your mental health? Oh, I'll tell you the first thing. To work on the health floor and stay sane, you need to send the humor. <laughs> really yeah. <laughs> yeah. You not be serious all the time. But no, like I say, in my downtime, I'll sit there, watch movies. Uh, I mean, I enjoy going bowling, so I try to. Okay. Yeah, take, take, take some aggression out. 
Yeah, because I can only imagine, like, getting beat up from, you know, your your administration to the inmates to other officers, your your peers and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, but also, also, have, also, have, also helps have uh, good peers to talk to. Yeah, definitely. definitely. A, lot, a, lot, a lot of times you do get a deep, close connection with your coworkers who work with on the floor every day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, so we keep each other sane. We talk to each other, help each other out with issues. What advice would you give for someone who's looking into going in corrections or even a new officer of how to maintain? Hmm. Okay, so. My advice would be if you know know the reason why you want to come into corrections okay. and, and hold it. No, don't be don't be here saying, "Oh yeah, I just want a, a badge and a gun." But that, that's the wrong mentality to have, and I've seen a couple people with that mentality. Okay. And they didn't um, last long. You know, they 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 didn't. Gotcha. I mean that, and honestly, you want you want to have actual value. If you want to make it clear, make it clear. Make a stepping stone, make me a stepping stone. But know why you're doing it, and stick to it. Because if you're if you're coming into this halfway, it's not good for anybody. You put yourself in danger. You put your coworkers in danger. You have to be able to multitask. You have to be able to not take everything so seriously. I mean, a lot of these guys are in here for a good minute. So they get bored, they want to make you mad. That's entertaining to them. Right, that's entertaining. Yes, in the end of the day, you can't take everything personally. But you also have to have standards, also, like I said. And I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure in your time as a nurse, you deal with buttholes pretty much oh yeah definitely yeah. been cussed out several times <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. several times called all types of names in the book and you know, all I can do is laugh I'm like dang like y'all really going in on me today because the next day it's like I'm your favorite nurse oh nurse I have a headache can you please I thought I was a this and that and you know everything but a child of God yesterday but now because you're hurting you need me and then that, that's another thing I've seen nurses take it too personally where it made them not even want to give nursing care because they held a grudge, you know, against mm-hmm. their inmate. It's like, you really can't do that. If it was an old lady at a nursing home, you know, I even get, you know, name called by the old ladies in the nursing home. I cannot just like, oh, I'm not going to give you a message mm-hmm. today. It's the same thing. You know, we're here to take care of you regardless of anything you say or do I still have a duty to do you know I still have you know so I, I definitely understand that in that way yeah yes, that's, and that's the mentality a lot of our don't, new artists don't have either mm-hmm. but now as far as taking me personally I mean I'm, I'm good to that like my I say my first year here I was on six and it, when it when it came to nursing staff like females I had a, a certain thought for that mm-hmm but, I mean, every time you know, come to the dorm and so far, they get cussed out. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I was still, I still knew, so I felt some type of way. <laughs> so, I, I, so I can't. So yeah, I forgot, I forgot who it was. I forgot exactly what this guy said, but it, it took me off to a point. I want, I want to do something, but I didn't. But anyway, my nurse, you all right? How you feel about this? She's like, oh, I'm good. It's like, it's like nothing new. I'm used to this. <laughs> but, but like I said, once again, me being a new officer, I'm like, I, right. I was, I was new to that. I wouldn't expect that because, hey, I, I feel you should always treat everybody right with respect. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm everything. Dudes in there, they're crazy. <laughs> and they just, they, they really don't care. Yeah, they really don't care. I think that was the hardest thing for me to deal with because I've never had to work, work alongside men and then have patients that were majority men and majority mm-hmm. men that could basically whip my ass, you know? <laughs> You know, big, big guy. So it's like, it was very intimidating for me. And that was something I definitely had to get used to. I was scared. Like, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> they can really like grab me up right now, you know? But I had to definitely, in that aspect, put trust in my officers, which is hard because <laughs> there's some officers it's like, why are you here? Like, I'm, I'm going to have to protect you, you know? You're right. not paying attention. It's like, hey, I got to tell them, hey, y'all need to step back. Hey, you need to get back in the dorm. Like, I need a flashlight and a damn pepper spray because you know, <laughs> I'm over here policing everybody. You know, to the point where the inmates are like, you're not an officer. It's like, well, damn, I, I'm about to be. <laughs> Jeez, you going to learn today? Yeah, you're going to learn today because uh-uh. one thing I'm going to do is be safe. Yeah, most, most definitely. Yeah, you can't catch me off guard. Mm-mm. That's so funny, though. So, for you, I know, have you had to train new officers? Have you seen them? It's like, as soon as you meet them, do you say, like, okay, I, I can see you're not going to last. Like, I'm not even going to put <laughs> that much effort into you. <laughs> you're going to be here for a couple months. I already know. Can you see it coming? All right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna take it one, one by one. Um, have I had to train? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm currently. I'm an FTO. I do train. Okay. Cool. I have, I have recruits that come in. And I train them how to do the job. Okay. Cool. And of course, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure that a couple you work with that have actually trained. So. Okay. Um. But yeah. Let's see. I mean, everybody who comes to the academy isn't exactly the best pick for the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would like them to be, but. Yeah, be realistic. Some of the some of the people are newbies in the world, first job, fresh out of mom and dad's house, out of college or what so a lot of them don't have a lot of them don't have actual experiences, life experiences. A lot of them don't know how to really talk to people, interact, communicate. Yes, and that's I mean, number one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you ain't I mean you ain't gotta be the best book person in the world, but you gotta learn how to talk to people. Whether it's respect or hey, being firm with somebody, but no, as far as uh, not making it, there were a couple that I didn't think would make it, but surprisingly, they're still here. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, they they got better. Yeah, better with time. At least they suck it out. They knew their goal and they suck it out. I could definitely, right. you know applaud them for that have you ever told someone like hey i don't really think this is for you you know are you just like oh, yeah, oh yeah oh really <laughs> okay i mean oh, i mean i mean what i'm depending on is whether i'm training them or 
if I'm seeing someone train them, hey, let me, let me talk to you real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not going to straightforward say, hey, nah, bro, this ain't for you. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Mm, you should like, okay. dip yeah, a devil into something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been watching for a while. Uh, maybe maybe try this, or I know she help with this. Yeah, but give, give pointers. See, that's good. That's good. I think but everybody yeah. needs good constructive criticism, and not someone Man, that's, yelling at that's them. What it is. Yeah, that's my job as FTO. To help me getting criticism to build them up. But yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't. There's not me that actually blatantly just say, "Hey, bro, leave." <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not that dude. I mean, now, uh, but there are some officers who be like, hey, nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> you, you need to quit right. today. <laughs> Sign in your badge. <laughs> Give me a handcuff. You gotta go. That's funny. <laughs> but because you, you, you have to remember, they're new out the world, but a lot of you guys have been here for a long time, so they're not, they don't always respond to regular talking. I mean, like I said, I mean, you ain't got to be a butthole. You got to learn how to talk some bass. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody who sees me knows me. I look and sound different than you would think. I mean, I look I look mean, but you're talking. I'm a nice person. You are, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was definitely like, mm. <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I first saw you, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. If you just have a judgy, a judgy look, like you're just judging everything, you're like, oh. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I just watch. But that's that's not bad. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. Definitely. I mean, it helps you in your day to day with corrections. Why not? Just I'm like, remember, a lot of people don't respond to the gentle. Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, man, you stop. Hey, where was on you? Hey, dumbass. <laughs> then you got their attention. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's sad, but that's how it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to think of your population in jail. They come from all over Jacksonville, the good parts and bad parts. So you just need you just need to learn how to monitor and know your population and how to address them. Right. See what works best for how to how to guide them. I mean, you can't rehabilitate everybody, but you can at least show them some kind of respect. If you show respect and treat like a human, nine out of ten, they'll show you the same. Let's say an inmate was up on sixth floor, even one of the juveniles, they're up on sixth floor with you. They leave, you know, they leave the jail. <laughs> what would you want them to take from their time and with you as an officer? What is something that you're trying to invoke in them? Hmm. I mean, to me, honestly, it, it depends on which side they came from. I mean, if they, if they just crazy right around the head, and then I can tell. Right, and then you can do. <laughs> but what, what um, about the juveniles? There's a little bit of more hope with the yeah. juveniles. I mean, I mean, yeah, there is. Yeah. I mean, the ones who get out who are not on big boy crimes, yeah, there's a lot more hope. I mean, for them, we try to see all the time that, hey, this gang life or whatever it is, it's not. It's not for you, man. I mean, you remember a lot of them, a lot of these juveniles may come in for doing stuff with the group, but once you come in jail, you by yourself. So, yeah, do what's best for you, because in and out, a lot, a lot of them won't have your back. 
lot of your, your co-defendants, people, people you thought he was tied with, yeah. Once you get locked up, it's just you, man. So you need to better your life. And especially the juveniles who have children of their own. Right. I mean, babies have babies having babies, but let me always got always got to find somebody to look up to, whether it's them or somebody else. So, man, I know a lot of these kids they don't have actual father figure or mother or both. Uh, I've seen examples of both. So, I don't know, just try to instill them to be somebody. Right. I mean, just I mean, just try to be smart in life. I mean. Not a lot of parents. You don't have always a lot of book smarts. A lot, a lot of them in there don't have GEDs. So, I mean, the streets is a lot. All they know. So you want to try to give them advice, give them a better path. I know a couple of officers talk to them every day, just give them life advice, trying to tell them how to get a skill, a trade, and just something, just something to differentiate themselves from everybody else. I mean, eventually, they're going to get out anyway. I mean, it's going to be hard for the ones who have like 20, 20 years or more. Right. So once they get out, once they get out, they'll have that juvenile mentality still. But they'll be, they'll be over. It's like they're frozen in time. Yeah. Do you see them taking advantage of, you know, when they have different classes or different group meetings and stuff, do you see them taking advantage of those opportunities or it's just, you know, hit or miss? I mean, it, it is hit or miss. Like I said, for the ones who truly want to use it for themselves, they'll take advantage of it. A lot of them use it to pass time. Get a chance to get out, get out the dorm. Yeah. When you get a when you get a juvenile who really wants a better life, who wants to not be caught up in all the stupid stuff and statistics, and yeah, they'll take advantage of it. I mean, I know the GED program does help a little bit. But I don't, I don't think a lot of them really take it seriously as they should. I mean, a lot, a lot of them enjoy the the fast life, the money, the shoes. Shoot, I had a, a juvenile the other day bragging to me how much money he got, <laughs> and, and and that's fine. But once you once you hear, you can't touch it. Right. But no, I, I know we do offer them programs, whether it's schooling, substance abuse. So I mean, we do try to help. Yeah. But you can't yeah. force them. It's just something that yeah. It has to already yeah. be in them to want to do better. Yeah. Change their life. Yeah. yeah like I say, when you we don't grow up with two parents or a parental figure in general. That's that's how it is. You don't, you don't want to, you don't want to do better. You just want to do what's fun for you at the time. Right. Because you haven't seen it, you know? You don't see anything else. So it's hard to imitate something that you haven't seen. Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it. And this is very insightful as well. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you, you too.
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I really had a great time talking with Officer Ahmad and I've learned so much, especially when it comes to juveniles, okay? I don't know how he does it. God bless him for having to deal with such a difficult floor. Um, But yeah, he's already agreed to do some more episodes and tell us some more stories and also get into his military background. Um, I'm very excited to hear about that and how he evolved. So definitely stay tuned because we definitely got some new stories coming up, especially some inmate stories. And I I think I'm going to tell the story of the time I went to jail when I fucked around and found out. You know, so stay tuned for that. Bye.